I know this has been a hard day. There's been plenty of them lately. I can guarantee you there'll be more to come. Remember your self-esteem, your self-respect, and your self-worth. Hold strong to them, because people are watching. You're the guardians of the fleet. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. But not how to count, because every time he does the countdown on this show, we never get past three. I know. What is it with that? It like breaks I don't out at know. two? I think it's a mic problem. <laughs> I am Jason. This is Red. And today we are going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 4 of the new Battlestar Galactica reboot. Uh, titled Top Gun BSG Edition, also known as Active Contrition. I was about to get really fucked up. I'm like, dude, I didn't watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's basically Top Gun in space. Top Gun in space with bad straps. Yeah. Never go into a highly penetrative act with bad straps. God, I don't hurt. I don't understand what it is with this fucking show and having live ordinance all the time. Everything is fucking and, hot all the time. Right. And and what's amazing is it wasn't even stored. I, once upon a time, we had this thing called the Department of Defense here in the United States, and people were trained. And they had a rule. It's a basic rule when it comes to, well, at least aircraft. You do not pull out large ordnance unless it's going on or off the aircraft. Sometimes you'll pull it out for inspection, right? Right. But you don't have shit near it while you're doing that. Right. But apparently it's perfectly cool to do a fucking square dance around it. Well, yeah. I mean, the flight deck if you're is on definitely. A the flight deck is definitely where you want to fucking dick around and shit. Well, now there is dickery on the flight line, but people get in trouble. But there is human error in dickery. But very seldom is there such a flood of fuck-up error going on as you would see in this episode. However, they just figured out where to get water, so. <laughs> I just, it boggles the mind. The first they five minutes of They had too much water the, in their system. They were overly hydrated. The first five minutes of the fucking show, 13 pilots are dead Eight are injured because of a goddamn drone that was fucking armed on the flight deck. Which is why we don't need drones. It's Orwell coming from the past telling us that drones are bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in sci-fi news, so uh, I don't know if you watch it or not. We really haven't discussed it, but Legion is back for season two. I'm really excited about that. Watch the first episode. Very, very good. It's a great series if you haven't watched it. Haven't seen it. Is it oh, based on that movie of the same name? No, it's um, it's based on uh, Marvel Comics character Legion, which, of course, is the son of Xavier. 
He's a, oh, I don't even know that. I'm a I'm a cherry on this. Yeah, he's a he's a mutant telepath and uh, is the son of Charles Xavier. No way. How's that work? Um. So Charles Xavier had sex with a woman, and the yeah. woman gave birth to uh-huh. a guy. Are you telling uh, me he can give some really good mind? <laughs> yeah. No, he gives apparently. he gives really good mind. Really good mind. I bet he does. It's like, I don't know, Charles. I know. Oh, it's the biggest I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, it is. And the best you've ever had. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he probably could do that. I bet he could. But yeah, it's it's a really good series. It's it's I'd not like you to meet little cerebro. <laughs> I'm not- sorry, I had a PB and J. I'm on a sugar rush. It's it it's not so your good. typical. It's not your typical comic series where everything's all actiony and, and just the typical. Then just the typical. Yeah, just the got typical. It. Yeah, just the typical. Got it. It's it's got a really unique, um, really <laughs> unique look. Um, it's Does very, it? Very what stylized. Does it look like exactly? <laughs> It's very stylized. Uh, is it brainy? Kind of, kind of sixty-ish in its set design, but yeah. So yeah, it's, it's got a fro. It's got a fro. Got a lot of trimming of the hedges. It looks real sixties, <laughs> groovy, baby. Yeah. I see where you're going with this. You're making dick. I'm jokes. not going anywhere. I'm, I'm here. I haven't left. I am still right fucking here. I'm just enjoying the legion. But no, you you really should check it out if you if. And so there's uh, there's a whole it. season ahead of this one then. Yeah, there's uh, season one came on last year. It's uh, it's on FX. Um, right. Season two just started. So. Is he ambulatory? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh. Maybe he looked like you know Ironsides, you know, rolling around with that Darth Vader gasp before every speak. No, just because. <laughs> Just because Charles Xavier is in a wheelchair, that doesn't mean his progeny Fuck, come out of the I womb in a date wheelchair. Myself? Did I just date myself? <laughs> bringing up Ironsides. Oh, yeah, you're old. I think that was the point. There it wasn't a bad show. If you guys ever decide to go down the Primrose Path, check out. You know, it's Perry Mason in the seventies. It ain't bad. Oh yeah, shit! I've never That's seen it. Older reference. In fact, I've. I think I've barely even heard of it. Uh, Matlock in a wheelchair, but he talks more like a gumshoe from the 40s. Oh, so he talks like this, see? But he has to and breathe because he's <laughs> got the issues with whatever. I think it's called obesity. But you know. Oh, okay. He got He got bigger over the years. What's that actor's name? He was Perry Mason. He was Ironside. Oh, um. Real dark, scary looking guy, but he was one of the friendliest people in Hollywood from what I understand. He just always looked like a heavy. Shit, what was his name? It's totally, I mean, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I can see him. He had that that almost Gene Simmons darkness in his eyes. Yeah, what the hell? That's another guy I've heard is totally mislabeled as Gene Simmons. I mean, really? he's all business. The guy's like, you know, 90% Ferengi. There's no lie in that. I mean, if he's got Raymond Burr. Bucks, Raymond thank Burr. you. Thank you. But I've heard Gene Simmons is one of the most pleasant, gracious people you'd ever meet. And a lot I of people think he's a dick, but he's actually he, a very decent person. 
He had that reality show on a while back. I caught a couple episodes. I mean, he seems rather pompous, and of course, he's you know he's got honestly, a lot of braggadocio about him. But yeah, yeah I can see his humility too. I also, I also honestly think that I mean, and you have to. I mean, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers here, but do you know the kind of person who is like honest to God? Right? Do I need to get a mirror? <laughs> right, most of the time. I mean, Are you saying you're right most of the time? No, is that, is no, that what you're no, implying I'm there? Just, I mean, there, might because... be, there might be somebody contributing to our endeavor that's right more times than he's not. Hint, hint. And sometimes that actually gets a little exhausting. Does it really? No, I'm not talking about me, you fucker. It, but I wouldn't I would know. How does that myself feel? In this, I mean, seriously, think about it. How many times have you and I both? Okay, I'll go ahead and throw myself in this fruit salad. How many times have you and I been consistently right in our evaluation of something and nobody's listening? Oh, yeah. That happens all the time. I get so tired of serving up humble pie and crow that I just don't even want to bother fucking cooking it anymore. It almost <laughs> brings up a sense of apathy. Now, take that and put that on someone like Gene Simmons, who came from literally fucking nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then add to that his staggering intelligence. Right. I can totally understand how he can come across like that. You know, it's just insane. Yeah. But yeah, Raymond Burr, I heard he was a really super nice guy. But he just looked like a heavy, so he kind of got typecast. Danny Kay was the same way until he bleached his hair. He was an actual just jet black guy. He was not a natural ginger. Yeah, I mean, Raymond Burr's definitely got that piercing gaze and that really intense look. I mean, yeah, I think that's what you, made him so good at Perry Mason. Right, so. and if you take, like, Danny Kay and and you're looking at him, now picture all the funny movies he's done. Now give him all-natural jet black hair. The man would look like the spawn of Satan. And the first couple of movie roles he did, he did play bit parts as bad guys. But he's... He, he was just a sweet guy. It was on the advice, as I understand it, of his agent's wife that he needs to be a blonde. Well, what happens when you go home with some bleach from the five and dime and you try and make your black hair go blonde with some bleach? He made himself a ginger. And he had, a, he had an audition of some sort. He couldn't did he go lose back his into soul his hair when he again. did that? Right. Now nah, he wishes he's he can't be in that club, but <laughs> the point is, you know, he couldn't do his hair again because it would have done irreparable damage. It could have like fallen out or something. Right, right. And so he just had to deal with it for a while. But he got cast, and he just kind of kept it like that for the rest of his life. Interesting. But it was it was hair color. Huh. So I mean, I'm sure we can look at that. Look at all. Look at Edward James almost right. Look at our Commander Adama. He doesn't look like Hearth and Home in any film he's been in. He has a very strong intensity about him. And I've also yeah. heard Edward James almost in real life is one of the nicest guys you'd ever meet. Yeah, he's, he definitely does have a, a very intense, intense authoritarian look about him. But I can see him as a nice guy. I bet. I bet he's probably. A oh yeah, nice he's got some huge stuff going on in Los Angeles for charity work, helping out kids. Yeah, big time. 
Well, that's where he comes I, from, so he's probably just giving back. What a typical thing to do. I know. Typical. <laughs> We're going back to the dick jokes. Awesome. No. I, no. <laughs> it's just you and the penile references. Why can't you keep it clean? Can't you just keep it clean? So I don't know if you heard this or not, but J.J. Uh, Abrams has finished the Episode Nine Star Wars script. Oh, no, I did not. Yeah. Let me guess. It's going to have a lightsaber in it. No. This is Star Wars. No lightsabers in Star Wars. Is he going to slap and pound on the side of the camera for some of that high-tech action on the bridge? <laughs> no, that's Star Trek. He only does that with Star Trek. and all Only the with Star Trek. They and... got no fucking seatbelts in Star Trek. <laughs> we can turn matter to energy and back again, but nobody's got a fucking airbag. It's all those inertial dampeners. It is. I fucking love Star Trek, but I gotta, you, you can't argue some of the stupid. There's a few flaws. Now, he's, uh, he's finished the uh, Star Wars Episode Nine script, so they should be shooting that here shortly. And uh, Fun. I guess we will probably get I the really movie in wish, December 2019. I really wish Disney, someone is listening to this, and they go ahead and push through some kind of a live action inside the Star Wars universe TV show. They are. I've heard it for years. From what I understand, it's in pre-production. That would be good. And they don't need to base it off of any of the main characters either. Have a couple of cameos now and then, but just put something on the plates of America. I think that would be good. Let's see, what's that called? Television. Uh, it's called television. Back in my day, we had television. We didn't have all this internet stuff. Actually had to sit down and watch the TV whilst enjoying your pot pie. So let's see. I'm looking this up. Hold on. Research on the fly. That's always fun. Can be. I find that rabbit hole. Oh, I saw something fun. Something called Black Violin. Black Violin. What's that about? Well, I was speaking with some people at work. And they were talking about how they really enjoy their uh, gangster, hip-hop, whatever. And not necessarily my kind of music. I like some of it, but not not necessarily my thing. And so I was being a smartass, and I said, oh, I bet you we can find something. So I was doing some research on the fly, brought up YouTube, and I typed in angry, violent, hostile, gang, thump, bump, shoot you in the face music. That's exactly what I put in. Okay. To YouTube. Hit enter. One of the first things that came up off to the side was something called Black Violin. And it showed these guys by the Brooklyn Bridge. That's in New York. By the Brooklyn Bridge. And they were African-American males, handsome fellows, and they were dressed up in what you would consider typical hip-hop urban fashion, right? But they are all classically trained violinists. Nice. And they are good. Wow. Yeah, I'll really check that out. Really good. Black and violin. Then, yeah. And then, 
Oh, they even got some really neat. You know how uh, Tina Guo, that amazing cellist from the Wonder Woman thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how she's got that real, some of those really weird, cool-looking 21st century-style cellos? They got that with the violins. Oh, okay. They got some neat ones. And then off to the side of that, now, calm down. Don't, don't have any flashbacks. There was something called Two Girls, One Harp. Oh, yeah. I had to I'm, click on it. Had to I, click on it. Really? You didn't learn the first time? I mean, I, I avoided on, that video for I, years. I, Everybody I, in the hell. Tried. It's, it's like a ring, get, that video. You've got to so, share it. You've got to share that yeah, to get it out. You can't get it out of your head until you've tortured somebody else with it. And then you feel good. Yeah, but that's what's that's what's in, that's what's insidious about it. You actually you help spread the disease, and you actually feel better. Yeah. What I question no. is, all my friends want me to watch this freaking video so that they can feel better and torture me with it. Are these really exactly. my friends? Yeah, but see, when I went through it, I actually exposed a friend, his wife, and two of their daughters. Oh wow! Oh, you're just an awful fucking person. Oh man, I felt so much better after that, though. Anyway, two girls, one harp. There was a couple of young ladies in red evening gowns with a large harp. They did Enter Sandman by Metallica. Nice. And one was doing lead, one was doing rhythm on a single harp. And it was awesome. (laughs) Very nice. So do not be afraid of two girls, one harp. They've got multiple songs. I only saw the one. And then, of course, Black Violin. Non, okay. I would I would call them non-traditional musicians, but they are both, respectively, very, very entertaining, very talented. So it just goes to prove that being a smart ass can still lead to good things. All right, so it looks like it's called Star Wars Underworld. Uh, oh, dear, like we're going to focus the, on the huts. Uh, it's, so that's the working title of... The TV show looks like they're gonna be focusing Sons of the anarchy with lightsabers. Uh, it's supposed to take place between wait, 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 wait. episode three take and place four. on a desert planet. I bet. I bet there's gonna be a desert planet. Yeah, <laughs> gonna take place between episodes three and four, and it looks like it's gonna follow a, follow a bounty hunter and his mentor. Yeah, I think Hollywood needs to step their shit up. You think? Yeah, they keep making all these movies that just so happen to have environments that we can locate on Earth. I want somebody that says, no, damn it, this is going to take place on a Europa, and we're going to Europa. I mean, come on. Risk it. Get the budget. Elon Musk will get you there. Oh, wow. So it looks like this is going to be written and produced by John Favreau. All right, refresh. John Favreau, he's the guy. He's the guy who plays um, Happy in the Iron Man movies. I think he also directed one or two of those as well. Which one? Happy is Bodyguard. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I was thinking the the Lieutenant Colonel in the Air Force. No, 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 no. Right, right, right. That hilarious fight scene where Widow takes out like 15 guys and he's still fighting that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's great. I like Yeah, him. that's him. That's John Favreau. I yeah, like he's, him. he's he's uh he's actually a pretty good director and uh as well. And I guess oh, he fun. does some production too. Well, but fucking yeah, Mazel Tov, man. That's a, I hope he kicks ass. 
looks like it's uh, expected to launch by the end of 2019. So, you know, that sounds so far away. All right, let's get to the episode here. So oh, I thought we already did. Okay. Season one, episode four. Uh, Act of Contrition. So we get a lot of uh, character development in this episode. What do you think about that? Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. I like it. I don't see where you're getting all this, you know, keeping the edge of the spear has to remain sharp shit. (laughs) Just trading some pilots. Actually, I enjoyed it. I like the fact that they've established Starbuck as, you know, the best pilot in the oh, fleet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure and they did that like in the, the second episode of the miniseries. Sure. Well, you know, she had that little assist trying to get Apollo back on the deck. Right. But um, I like the fact that we've got some new pilots that they're going to focus on more in depth. I really like the character of Cat. Yeah. I like she's got uh, the attitude, but she's got the swagger, but she's she has no experience. Yeah, she doesn't have the skill set yet. But I do like Kat. She's she's got a hunger about her. Oh yeah. Apparently a thousand landings is a big deal on the Galactica, so that's that's what that's what sets off the whole uh thirteen lost pilots and eight injured was there was a pilot who had performed a raptor pilot who had performed his one thousandth landing. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's celebrating and dancing around on the flight deck and twirling him around. And somebody's moving a rack of drones. At which point, one of the straps on the drones breaks. Uh, The drone falls, uh, activates itself, and hurdles headlong into the the group of revelers. So that's how they lost like half of their freaking pilot corps. Apparently, we get uh, some character development on Admiral or Commander Adama at this point. Uh, He, I guess, farted. On his 1,000th landing. Um, Blue some butt cheese. Yeah, so. I just think it's great, though. I mean, that should have been where he got his call sign. <laughs> I mean, I got a couple of friends that are pi- or were pilots in the military. That's how you get your call sign. Well, but, I mean, by his 1,000th landing, he's a well-established pilot. He's had his oh, call there, sign for they, a long time. There could be a modification to the <laughs> You think sign. so? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of Husker, he's what? <laughs> Thunder Cheeks. <laughs> Thunder Cheeks. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Funnier oh. than many might know. It is. Um, so yeah, Husker, he, he, he got a little husky on his, yeah, probably a little musty in his cockpit. (laughs) Maybe that's why (laughs) Apollo didn't want to fly it. (laughs) It still smells like ass in here. I need an old priest and a young priest. (laughs) The power of Christ compels you. Right. Oh man. It smells like garlic. There's garlic in here. And Have a little green tree hanging off the front. Uh, so I like the I like the new uh, opening credits that they have. It actually shows scenes from uh, from the episode now. It looks like. Yeah, I actually personally did not like that when the show was going on because I would DVR a lot of them. Uh huh. And I would fast forward through it because I, I didn't want to have any you know spoilers. 
No, but they're so quick and f- I mean it's it's just a flash. You can't really glean what's going to happen in the episode from some of those flashes, I don't think. Uh, that's just throwing out my advice. Yeah. It's your opinion, not your advice. I'm advising people to fast forward. <laughs> so, at one point Adamo tells uh Thrace to give the the nuggets, which are the the new pilot recruits, the they, attention They say prof- that nowadays too. Oh, okay. So he tells him or he tells her to give the nuggets the attention and professionalism that she gave Zach whenever she was teaching him. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that if she gave them the attention and professionalism that she gave Zach, they would be well fucked, both literally and figuratively. Oh, you are such an ass. <laughs> because oh my not God. only was she fucking one of her trainees whenever she I would was training watch that them. with cat. I would watch that with cat because you know, I'm open-minded. But yeah. So, uh, we find out that, well, I mean, we already knew that, that Starbuck had passed Zach, even though he'd failed basic flight, but now we know why is because they were engaged. And he wasn't a very good pilot. Yeah. He, well, it wasn't that he was a bad pilot, she said. It was just that he had no feel for flying a Viper. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can drive a car or you can be like NASCAR. And there are plenty of civilian pilots in the world that are capable. I'm fly. I'm pilot. But they're not at the level they would have to be to be in the military. And I think that's where Zach would be. He knows you know, the basics of flight, but you've got to have almost uh, a spiritual connection to your machine to do some of the stuff that these guys do. Right. He just didn't have that. Yeah. And because she let her personal feelings get in the way of her duties, she passed him and he died. So really, she's either indirectly responsible for his death or really directly responsible for putting him in the co- in the cockpit when he had no right to be there. I would vote directly responsible, but that that would just be my vote too. Adama finds out about this eventually because Apollo kind of threw her under the bus there. Mm. So that was good. This is really a this has really been a Adama Apollo Starbuck character development episode. Yeah, it has. We do get a glimpse of Healer and uh, not Boomer, though. Healer. Hilo. Healer. I've basically combined Hilo and not Boomer at this point into one character because that's Healer. really all they are. Healer. Yeah. So Hilo <laughs> and not Boomer found a fallout shelter. Um, that was conveniently hidden in a restaurant behind a, what, a rack of books? Guys gotta eat. And uh, there was a radio beacon that drew them to it, Mm. but the radio beacon was... The radio beacon was set to go off in the case of, you know, something like Caprica getting bombed to death. But Why? Because wouldn't the person that set up the fallout shelter already know where it's at? Why would he need a beacon to get back to it? Well, I mean, is that a rhetorical question? Partially, but I want to see what you come up with. 
I can it sounds see, like you've got a theory. I can see somebody doing something like that in the event that their plans on surviving have changed. And they're like, hey, I'm not going to be able to be there to make use of this. And if I set this up, then somebody else can make use of it and humanity can go on. Okay. I help out. I I can see that maybe. I'll give you I'll give you credit for that, at least partial credit. But of course I would think it's a trap too, you know. Yeah, that was that was my first thought. This is obviously a, a really, really stupidly planned trap. I mean it's it's telegraphing itself, hey, I'm a trap. Hey, I'm a trap. Hey, I'm a trap. I'm pretty sure that's what the beacon actually says if you listen to it closely. <laughs> And if you read the script, which would be put on paper with the corners cut off, it would probably say that. Yeah, but you would have to find all the corners to read the full script because I'm pretty sure they scribbled some <laughs> shit on those fucking corners and then cut them off and then just let them blow in the fucking breeze. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, okay, they're there. They found their Kansas chili and spam. They found their Kansas chili and spam. And then uh, there's a six clone that's um, longingly petting the window outside. I don't know what that was about. I guess to confirm that this was a trap, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. She made just like glass. But I, uh, we got the introduction to one of the, I think, going to be probably my favorite character in the whole series. Is uh, Doctor Cottle? Oh, I'm telling you, he is. Oh, I so like good. this guy. I really like this guy. So yeah. he's he's talking with President Roslin. She's telling him uh, about her cancer, and and he's he's like, yeah, you're you're kind of screwed. I can't believe you went five years between you know breast exams. Why in the hell did you do that? And she goes, I have reasons. I'm not going to tell you. And then he lights up a fucking cigarette right there I in the exam room. <laughs> and, she was, and she was, uh, do you mind? And he was like, yeah, I do. Are <laughs> <laughs> you afraid you might get some cancer? Oh, I like this guy. Oh, he's perfect. Oh, he's great. And then she wants to do uh, some sort of alternative healing therapy. Of course some, she does. Some, uh, some herb. That's Fucking supposed Lorenzo's to heal cancer. Oil. I like it. I like it. She goes, um, he's, he, he suggests some medicine to her. That's, mm -hmm. that's pretty rough. Some chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, I watched my mom, uh, struggle with that, that drug for two years before she died. Uh, why don't we try some alternative methods? And he kind of looks at her like, Oh God. So what he's like, those? <laughs> so, uh, you want to try prayer? <laughs> and she yeah. was like, she was like, no, I'd, I'd rather try this herb, like Camilla herb or something like that. Mm. It was like, oh, you're one, you're one of those. Okay, well, let me check around to see if somebody, you know, has this secret hoard of, of an herb that they brought with them while they were trying to flee the fucking Cylons. And uh, he told her as she was leaving, you know, I, I know you've got a lot of high hopes for this herb, but honestly, you should probably try prayer. <laughs> That is so great. That is yeah. so fucking great. I'm really going to like this guy, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, he, is, he is a hardcore atheist. I love him. We get some we get some scenes with some of the Nuggets, and they're teaching them kind of to land. 
I don't understand why they land vipers like this. They come in and they land it like a a plane. They in, instead of a viper. Don't, don't, don't. Or a spaceship. Don't. All you're where they do can actually is talk about matching stop. velocities and vectors. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, seriously. All you yeah, have to said, do is. I'm just saying. Would you it's leave fucking Newton space. at the door? Leave Newton at the door. It's space. It's not like uh, you're trying to cut through the fucking atmosphere and keep lift. <laughs> you have thrusters, you have inertia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the land, I mean, I can understand maybe in a combat situation where you're trying to get there as quickly as possible mm. and and land, but you don't want to really slow down. Maybe you got your viper down. wedged into another viper. Right, right. And yeah. you don't want to slow down just a ton because you're trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. Right. But that's in a combat situation. Maybe they were practicing combat landings. Well, maybe. I don't know. It just... Mm. But I, I agree with you. I really do. I, and I really, you would you. only use that in kind of an emergency combat situation where you're actually fleeing the combat, where it's a, like an sure. emergency evacuation. You're trying to pull everybody in like they did in, in that, that second episode of the miniseries. Right. Well, and also, you know, when they were talking about at the very beginning when Apollo got his knickers in a knot, when they said it was a stiff, you know, hands-on stick landing. Yeah. Um, why don't, because they have limited resources, go back to the computer system landing the Vipers? That's not going to compromise the ship if the Cylons show up because it's not networked. And save a little wear and tear on your aircraft. Yeah, and on your on your landing deck. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, they have skids, for Christ's sake. It's not even fucking wheels. Yeah, they're, they're not really designed for that. I got you. <laughs> I think it adds to the the white knuckle factor for the viewer, really. Yeah, yeah. And then we get another scene where uh, they pull straight out of fucking Top Gun, where um, Thrace is acting as... Uh, acting as the bad guy and a couple of nuggets are supposed to be intercepting her and uh hot dog leaves his wingman and shoots down thrace and then uh her wingman shoots down hot dog and bingo maverick's dead you're out of there kid and you never leave your, leave your wingman mav you never never leave your wingman never leave your wingman that's so, right um so hot dog will be looking for uh trucking school soon or a hot dog cart. Ah, I see what you did there. You took his call sign and yeah. I did. <laughs> Blatantly. Um, Adama is pissed they off. change at- his call sign to foot long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more dick jokes. I love it. It's another one. Um, Adama is pissed off at Thrace because he finds out that she passed. She killed back. his son. Yeah, she basically <laughs> killed. Mean, his let's son. just call it what it is. You she fucking murderous whore. Because she uh, she basically washed out all of the recruits because they couldn't land worth a shit on yeah. their first day. They couldn't land worth a shit. So she washed them all out over guilt for you know killing Zach. <clears throat> Adama finds out and says, "No, you're going to train these guys. You're not going to let your personal feelings." get involved again. Uh, I actually thought he was going to put her to the deck. He looked like it. And in fact, he said, 
get the hell out of my sight before or while you still have the chance, because I'm pretty sure he was about to deck the shit out of her. And for basically the end of the show, you see uh, her training the recruits after she's reinstated them to flight status. And eight Cylon Raiders come into the system while she's uh, doing training operations with them. They all kind of bug out and she stays back to give them time to. Yeah, heroically. Give them time to get back to the Galactica. She takes out, you know, three or four of them. Yeah, she's good. Um, and then Hot Dog decides to turn around and go help her out. And he actually takes one you out. what? You never... You never, never leave your wingman. Leave your wingman. There you go. So he learned, and then she said, yeah, but you never fucking, you know, disobey an order either. Anyway. Right. <laughs> one of those catch-22s. Um, he takes one out, and then... Uh, uh, one of the Cylon Raiders hits him and, and disables him. So she takes out the other seven Raiders before uh, the last Raider that she took out actually hits her ship, takes out all her engines, and she's above a planet. Now, this is kind of dangerous in my opinion because depending on the planet that she's going down... Oh, I like the fact that they, they made her into a flat spin too. That was another Top Gun homage. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> pull the it handle pull once. the handle <laughs> he's in a flat spin he's in a flat spin yeah so she uh she ejects but i think it's kind of dangerous to eject above in a planet depending upon the planet because if she was like in a gas giant i don't know that she, she ejects has choice. and i know that she has you know, armor and ever, or uh, a spacesuit and everything. But if she's falling into a gas giant, the pressures and the, the uh, just the barometric pressure alone eventually will crush her. You're going to find it's, out that Starbuck has a resilience. There is a constitution to her character that is unrivaled. Yeah, it just, it seemed really dangerous. I don't think that anything can kill Starbuck. You don't think so? You won't either. <laughs> Why? Does something happen? She a Cylon? Something happens. Something happens. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Well, so I just from watching the episode, I'm pretty sure the theme of this episode is stupidity. What did, what did you say? <laughs> I don't know if I'd go as far as stupidity. There's certainly really? some, some plagiarism. No, it's it's stupidity. So it starts out with the stupidity of dancing around on the flight deck, having live ordnance on a rack, Thrace, fucking one of her trainees and passing him even though he wasn't supposed to be passed. I mean, even though he did he failed his flight test. Five years between breast exams. Well, I think there's probably a lot of people today that don't take care of themselves like they should. Would you call that smart? No, I wouldn't call it smart, but I know if I don't go to the doctor, I don't have anything. <laughs> if I go to the doctor, they're going to fucking diagnose me with something. Right. And if you close your if you cover up your eyes, you're invisible too. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, so but there's my, a lot of people that do that. My my theme of the episode is stupidity. 
Well, and I would I would change that word to human. Very human. It's humanity. I do you- see a lot of humanity in this. I I think sometimes when we get this blatant exaggeration in in uh, not just this show but in entertainment in general, people get. We like our distractions. We want to identify with characters, right? And sure. so we try and place upon whether it's a mythos, a god, a, a character in a book or a film. We try and place upon them things we can identify with so that we can generate. Ideally, we don't want just sympathy. We want empathy with the characters. And I think that's what they're shooting for in this. You know, I, uh, I think they overdid it. Uh, well, I think the they were a little time. heavy handed and it went from trying to empathize with the characters to thinking, wow, there's just a ton of stupid events that happened here. I mean, even even the fallout shelter, I think Hilo touched upon it. He was going, he was like, you know, where's the guy that set this up? Why did he set it up like this? And and not Boomer was like, ah, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Let's just enjoy some beans. Well, the guy that set it up is putting some WD-40 on his joints because he gets squeaky in the rain we get we do get to learn a lot about the the past and the history of of adama apollo and starbucks so they're they're fleshing those characters out some um i really i'm really looking forward to seeing more of the doctor oh you Uh, you'll enjoy him especially when she gets a hold of some of that fucking ganja yeah and oh yeah she gets a hold of some and uh, he has a few choice words. <laughs> is that all it is? Is Battlestar Galactica's version of weed? I think it is. That's not well, going to cure anything. I mean, she's she's let's let's just she's say not going to be feeling any pain whenever she has her cancer. Weed, but it's weed that's got some nice mushrooms ground up in it. Oh, and so yeah, there's definitely a purple hippo. There's a purple hippo for sure. But yeah, it's that's it's the the stuff that she's taking's got some pretty serious side effects as well. That pretty much sums up the episode. Um I guess for this episode my head lush award is going to go to Commander Adama cuz he shared his hooch at the beginning of the episode with Starbuck as they kind of reflected on the past and he was trying well, yeah, to get her to Yeah, she's the son he always wanted. Right. And uh, he was he was trying to get her to to train the new pilots, and so he he shared some of his hooch with her. And the Black that, Lung Award, the Black Lung Award was going to go to Thrace because she lit up during the poker game until Doc, until Doctor Cottle came along. Oh yeah, and lighting up in an exam room that that's that's Black Lung behavior if I've ever seen it. Well, yeah, but he's never going to have any problems breathing. He's got 13 fresh corpses in there for <laughs> spare parts. That's right. He just swaps out a lung here and there. And Fuck yeah. He's good. Number one cigarette smoked by doctors is Camel. All right. You got anything else? No, no. I thought it was overall an entertaining episode until you nitpick it to death. I didn't nitpick it. I just you pointed out. You nitpicked it on the landings. Okay, you know what they have... needed in this episode? 
they needed an episode where hot or a uh, cat or a uh, foot long did an inverted roll over a Cylon Raider and gave him the bird. <laughs> Give him the bird. What were you doing there? <laughs> Communicating. Communicating. You know, giving him the bird. And then That's took a picture. what we were needing. And then took a picture. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And they didn't but, buzz the tower. What the fuck was up with that? They didn't want to be too obvious, probably. <laughs> I kept expecting Danger Zone to break out at any moment. Oh, 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 and have fucking, because uh, we're in space, right? So there's turbulence. And have them pass so close to the quote-unquote tower that fucking Ty spills his, <laughs> we'll call it coffee, on the front of his tunic. <laughs> That yeah. would have been priceless. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think you're spot on with it, really. It's a good it was a good assessment, a lot of good character development. I mean, but, overall, uh, overall the episode wasn't bad. I, no, I didn't enjoy bad. it as some some other episodes. I'd say it's probably middle of the road in terms of, of my enjoyment of it. It wasn't water. No. Wasn't water. Um no. But, I don't think it was nearly as But it good. wasn't 33 either. No, no. 33 was really good. And I also really enjoyed uh, Richard Hatch. Yeah, yeah, that one was when good as well. he came back, I Bastille liked Day. him. Yeah. Yeah. Those were both really good. Yeah. But there's, a, there's others that are very good, too. And there's a few more stinkers coming. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, This has been Smoking and Drinking in Space. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Blueberry. And do it while eating a foot long. (laughs) If you don't like the show, you can rate us out at whitehouse.gov. I'm Jason. I'm Red. And we thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.